This is the Hack the Future podcast, the human stories behind courage, purpose, and imagination. Join your host, Terrence Mowry, who will guide you on the journey of reimagining the world as we know it. Welcome, Yannick Bella, CEO of Savvy Game Studios. How are you today? Oh, hello, Terence. Uh, I'm doing very well. Thank you. Thank you for having me here. It's great to see you again. For our audience's benefit, uh, Yannick is actually live in the studio with me in Soho in central London. It's a beautiful day out there, blue sky, and we're really energized today because we're going to take you on a journey. This is the Hack the Future podcast, and today I'm delighted to meet with Yannick to discuss his new role as CEO of Savvy Game Studios. Yannick, let's dive straight in. Tell me a bit about the Savvy Game Studios story. Okay, yes. So, as you said, my name is Yannick Teller. I'm the CEO of Savvy Game Studios. Savvy Game Studios is one of Savvy Game's group, five operating companies, uh, a new gaming and entertainment group headquartered in Saudi Arabia. And, and, and what is your, you know, tell me more about your specific role. So you're the CEO of one of the studios. Yes, exactly. I mean, maybe, maybe I can give you a quick background of what I've done uh, before yes. joining uh, Savvy Game Studios. So yes. I was working for almost 20 years uh, for Ubisoft uh, yes. across Europe. Uh, I went in China as well and the Middle East. Including setting up, sorry, Ubisoft Studios in Abu Dhabi uh, ten years ago, and I remember when we met at Abu Dhabi, um, you set the studio up from scratch to what was it, over a hundred people in the end? Yes, exactly, yeah. correct. And correct. and that was over how many years? What was the time? How, how many years did you spend in Abu Dhabi? I spent exactly uh, ten years. 10 yeah, years uh, from ground to the, these 100 uh, people. Yes. So it was an amazing experience and uh, amazing entrepreneurial experience as well uh, because yes. I had uh, the chance to, to be able to, to implement what, what was my uh, vision. So the company was uh, very nice to let me do and to trust me. And I remember we, we spoke about this and it was so exciting that you had. How many different cultures did you have in the studio? So... Cultures from Australia to USA and 28, 29 different nationalities. Yeah, amazing. So, so much diversity, uh, so many different cultures, and I guess that created lots of uh, creativity. What, what sorts of games did they work on? So, yeah, first of all, I, 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 would, I would like to give you the context. It's yes, important. Yes. Uh, different culture, different nationalities. For me, was uh, it is a big opportunity to be much more creative yes. because uh, people have different point of views, different way uh, of working, different English levels. So yes. it was uh, an amazing exp uh, human experience as well. And I, I think that. that was the strength and one of the pillars of the yes. studio development. Yes. The team worked in, uh, in a different uh, games. I think we developed five games. Yes. Five games over the ten years, um, yes. and we started with. Uh, we took the mobile space for Ubisoft. We were the first uh, mobile developer for Ooh. Ubisoft, and we developed uh, hidden object games. Uh, we developed four uh, X games, so strategy games, and mm. uh, we had. Uh, I mean, we still have. I mean, Ubisoft still have a game called Gotopia. It's a memo sandbox. Oh, yes, I remember yes. this one. Yeah, amazing. And Assassin's Creed. That's that's definitely one of my all-time favorites. Um, tell our audience about Assassin's Creed because that's a, a really famous, globally recognized game. Yes, that's... Uh, and it became a film as well, didn't it? It became a film. You have books, you have yeah. art uh, exhibition. 
So it's one of the biggest uh, franchise of Ubisoft. Um, yes. The first uh, one was released in 2006. So, mm. and the franchise is still growing. And yes, I mean, everywhere we go, when we speak about Ubisoft, uh, people yes. remember, okay, Assassin's Creed. And, and um, turn a spotlight on Savvy Game Studios and your current role and the sort of the plans for 2023 and beyond. When you reflect on your time, your journey at Ubisoft in Abu Dhabi, because it was such a, a big milestone event in your life, 10 years, what were some of the sort of, what were some of the proudest moments that you have taken away from your time at Ubisoft? So I will say the, the main uh, proudest moment, uh, I think it was when I uh, left uh, Ubisoft uh, last March and I saw what we have uh, accomplished uh, yes. over the, these 10 years. Because when you start from scratch a company, you have a white page, you don't know. Uh, you have a vision, but uh, I mean, implementation is everything. Yes. You need to develop the teams. Yes. Uh, so, I mean, everything that we could accomplish, that we can grow, we grown the team expertise. And uh, I mean, I was very happy to see that, okay, now I can, I can have a new chapter uh, for myself, but I'm yes. leaving a, a healthy studio yes. and I was happy because I had a lot of people that joined me uh, 10 years, 8 years, 7 years ago. Mm -hmm. They were still there st and yes. we all grown together. I mean, it, it's a we work. It's not like I. Yes. And uh, it's, uh, that was, I mean, my proudest moment. Yes, it's the studio. And I can uh, say as well, when I had the opportunity to visit uh, the studio in Abu Dhabi, you could really sense the levels of, of energy, uh, of collective curiosity and it was really a uh, a strong community there. Let's turn our attention to this exciting new role you have. Tell me, tell our audience more about your current role at Savvy Game Studios. Yes, so Savvy Game Studios uh, was founded last year or as a group and, and the studio as well uh, to drive the long-term growth and development of the games and entertainment in uh, industry worldwide. So building the studio's company here in Saudi uh, mm. as first. Is this Riyadh? Riyadh, yes, yeah. Riyadh, yes. So I think it's the first innovation, restarting uh, from the white pages. Uh, we hope uh, it will be a legacy of first uh, for this company. And I, I know as well, it's so exciting uh, and um, there's a real, I think a real stretch goal as well when you have like a blank sheet to really create this uh, story and this, this vision and mission. And, and tell me more about you know, the sort of big vision and, and the mission and the values of Savvy Game Studio. Yes. First of all, video games uh, are a huge part of Saudi youth. I yes. mean, that's important to know. Uh, part of the culture and the passion for gaming. I mean, it's uh, it's very big there. I mean, everybody uh, is playing a game. Uh, however, despite the passion, despite uh, the interest, despite the economic opportunity that uh, Saudi gives, uh, there are only a limited number of game studios uh, in Saudi Arabia and none with the scale and the global ambition that we have. So uh, this is what uh, we want to change. That's yes. why myself as well was very interested in, in, in doing the leap of faith and, and going there and, and start again because there is a big will and big motivation to, uh, to develop things there. And What I'm hearing is uh, a really scalable, uh, bold ambition and uh, attracting talent from all over the world. And as part of that, tell me more about some of the, the most, you know, what are the big values? 
yes, of, yes uh, of the studio. So first of all, I mean, one, I just want to tell you about the yes. mission that we want. Yes. We want to unite together the world best talent uh, and ensure that uh, one of the kind transfer as well. I mean, our expertise that we build for many years to uh, to transfer this expertise to unprecedented uh, talent in the region. That's important. So it was like um, well, an interesting uh, description I came across recently was this idea of a talent platform, a talent magnet, a talent a attracting a most inclusive talent from all over the world. Yes, it's very important again uh, because we need to have different perspective, different idea and we need to put them on the table and need to be able to discuss about it. So yes. it's very important to be inclusive and to, to have different uh, different culture, different yes. nationalities. And that's what we are going to, to have in, uh, in Saudi. I mean, it's going to be an international studio. And uh, our vision is to become the first game studios to develop games at the highest global standard from Riyadh to the world. Now I can give you a little bit about the, the values that we, we want to implement. And, and for me, values are the main pillar of... So it's like the foundation. The foundation of, uh, of, of the studios. Uh, so we are building a company centered on the highest global standards, as, yes. as I said, uh, built by an inclusive talent base. We spoke about it. Uh, it means uh, working to attract and nurture talent to do their boldest work, uh, creating sustainable studios and uh, unique high-value games. The, the quality games, uh, I mean, that's the standard we want to put. We want to have uh, always high-quality games. And we want, again, we strive to develop the most inclusive uh, environment. That's, that's very important and we, we want to allow people uh, and all point of view to have an equal voice. I, I love this idea yes. of uh, equal voice, uh, different think, different types of cultures, different types of thinking. I came across a, a really nice expression recently called BYOD and it stands for bring your own divergence. This idea that everybody uh, has a voice and actually great cultures are activated when everybody has an opportunity to share their thinking, share their curiosity uh, and really make a difference. So I love that. And moving on from that then, to build on the narrative that we have today, where, where, where is SGS Savvy Game Studios going over the next 12 months, just in terms of some sort of future growth plans? You spoke about scalability, you spoke about bold ambition, you spoke about inclusivity. What are some sort of headline, future success headlines that you're looking to reach over the next 12 months? Okay, so we are now, after seven months, I'm very happy that we reached already a, a headcount of plus 30 people. It was already a this good... This is from zero. From zero, yes. From, yeah. from myself in March until today. Yes. Uh, so we could uh, build a very good core team. Uh, so the core team averages has more than 20 years of experiences per person developing game from mobile to console. So that was the first layer, the first uh, objective that I set to myself. We need to have that. Yes. We could uh, hire local talents um, that they joined us last month. But now, I mean, the country is new, uh, the project is new, yes. uh, there is a lot of motivation, but we need to teach uh, people how to develop uh, AAA games, how yes. to develop uh, sustainable games. Yes. So during the next 6 to 12 months, of course, recruitment will be an important part because mm. we need to bring more people in, but training training the team, training the team how to develop a game with a 20, uh, 20 people team, 
how the, the artist will work with the programmer and how the project management will implement the tools. Yes. And to prototype, to start doing prototypes, to test on the market, to get metrics. Mm. So to teach uh, all these uh, all these tools to the new developers. Because developing games, uh, it is hard. Even if you have a senior team, if you have a senior studio, it's always difficult. For people that aren't in the gaming industry listening to our conversation today, what are some of the examples of what, what makes it uh, make it challenging or, or, or difficult? Uh, when you have been working on many games, you did many iterations, uh, so you have a certain standard uh, of, of work. And when you restart with new fresher, um, you, need to, you, you need to have the patience. Yes. Uh, that's a different mindset. Uh, you need to Almost be like a strategic patience. Yes, strategic patience. You need to be able to sit with them to re-explain a couple of times. Uh, maybe they need to unlearn things that they thought. Yes. The thought is dangerous. I need to make sure. So it's a, it's a very good challenge, uh, opportunities for these experts. Um, but it's a different mindset. Yes. Uh, as you ask me for the next 6 to 12 months, it will be many trainings, iterating, throwing things away, restarting. Yes. to make sure that we understand and we fa- we don't fail, we learn because it's a long-term process. This is very close to my heart. First of all, this word uh, fail, often it's a badge of shame, but I think it's a badge of honor. And if you think of the letters fail from action, I learn. I think it's a great way of, a great way of uh, turning knowing into learning. And I, you also mentioned mindset and this idea that we're scaling up the curios- curiosity to learn and the courage to unlearn. And I wanted to ask you, as this is such a faster evolving industry, exciting industry, innovative industry, an industry that's looking to lead from the future, not the past. You know, what excites you about the future of the gaming industry in, you know, as a big picture? But as you said, the world is moving so quickly. Yes. Business, uh, businesses need to keep innovating, keep looking uh, re- re- at their models yes. uh, all the time. Uh, product, service. So... I'll, like any other business, innovation is driven by both the rapid evolution of the games yes. I mean, in, in gaming sector and external forces as well. Yes. And, this, you know, I was speaking with a CEO recently who said we're now operating in a forever beta world, you know, transforming for today, uh, sorry, executing or delivering for today while transforming for tomorrow. And it'd be really interesting to find out more about your personal leadership philosophy and I wanted to ask you, first of all, you know, you used to be a professional ice hockey player. Tell me about what were some of the what were some of the leadership lessons, teamwork lessons from being an elite sports person in ice hockey? Yes. Uh, so I will say everything in what I do. Yeah. Um, since I uh, started working and uh, especially in Ubisoft, especially in Abu Dhabi, when I could implement my my thought yes. um, and uh, now in uh, Savvy Game Studios in Riyadh I mean I will say everything that I do uh, I for me I think about uh, the studios being a, a sports team yes uh, it, because you can you can have the bridge in between the very good players and the very good employees mm. uh, in ice hockey it's five people in the ice uh, you have your role so you need to be excellent in Pretty your role. Clear about your role, your your goals, your purpose. Exactly. So I will say that's the hard skills you need. You need to be good in what you do. But uh, if you don't play as a team and you don't play with the other guys, you cannot win the battle. Yes. In the studio, it is the same. Um, and uh, for me, I implement everything and I speak about always trade to the team. What does trade stand for? So trade, uh, it it stands for T for the teamwork yes. again because uh, I mean alone I can I can go fast, but together we go far and. 
and that's that. that's what we need to think about the future R is responsible attitude yes um, we need uh, to be res responsible and we need to to stand for our values and uh, because I don't want to have thousands of rules in the studio I want people to be free free of mind free of movement for that everybody has to be responsible yes uh, uh, A is about adherence yes everybody wants to develop one certain type of game uh, but the market is king the market yes. is telling us where we have to go so for me I would love to develop an ice hockey game <laughs> but I never developed any uh, sports game. Yes. But maybe, maybe in the future. <clears throat> maybe in the future. But yeah. again, uh, adherence is when you decide. I mean, when the market tells us we need to go in that direction, everybody adhere and we do our best for the project. This dedication, I think gaming, it's a passion. People are dedicated. It's a big one. And E for me is efficiency. Because yes. every time we can do things better yes. and, and we can optimize our process of way of learning or mm -hmm. developing, but we have to have that in our minds. Great principles there that I think everybody can benefit from uh, and benchmark themselves against as well. I know that over the last couple of years since the pandemic, the levels of overload, risk of burnout, well-being, these have become big uh, leadership themes. What else in terms of your leadership philosophy is important? So I have another word. Yes. Uh, it's called elite. Ah, we yes. spoke about uh, yeah. elite, elite uh, this is a great leadership uh, set of principle of the sort of elite values yes values yes. and for me is the vision as well and I always told the t tell the team I want you to understand where we go I don't want to have anybody saying oh I don't know the strategy or I don't know where we go so Elite is very simple. Again, it comes back to sports. Uh, yes. If you see an elite team or even a, a SWAT team, ah, yes. you just look at the picture, you see how the people they are standing. So you know, they know what they do, but they know exactly what movement uh, their peers is going to do. Yes. So for me, that's uh, when you start from scratch. Now we are a newbie studio and Ooh. the vision is to be an elite studio in and a couple of years. And it's about activation. It's about bringing the values to life in a very... Uh, you know, personal way. It's about work. It's about we, not me. What does does what does elite stand for? Something, of course. So again, uh, broke down into different words. So E is for age as well, because uh, I mean, we name like cutting edge or exactly the the, 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 the edge having the edge having the edge on the markets on the yes. competition. Uh, it goes with L uh, for me. It's learning fast, never stop learning. Learn, we, unlearn, relearn. Exactly, unlearn as well. Uh, it's important. The eye, uh, it's imagination. Mm. And that's something uh, that uh, came came back to my mind a couple of years ago. Mm. I had the chance to attend a conference from uh, um, the former founder of Swatch, Nicolas Hayek. Yes. And at the end, he said, uh, you know, he always had many watches all around the roots. <laughs> and he said, guys, if one day you want to develop a product, a company, don't forget to keep the mindset of a five-year-old child. Brilliant. Because they try everything they fail but they will never stop yes and he said don't put yourself in a box keep your mind open this is such a great takeaway for everyone listening today it's the huge power of thinking like a kid the beginner's mindset because actually in this world where everything is changing the only certainty is uncertainty actually when you have a kid's perspective as well you iterate you generate you experiment and that's how you arrive at uh, you know higher levels of creativity and return on imagination. I think it's such an important value principle for any business. 
What else in terms of Ali? What about uh, T and E? So, uh, imagination, I just can't say that uh, I have an eight years old son, Bastien, yes. and uh, I'm learning with him every day about that. That's why it's like my, uh, my so research they, they lab. Become, the kids become a mentor to the parents. It's my mentor, yes, yeah. uh, because he's always trying everything and he never gives up. Um, <laughs> so it's, it's amazing to see that. That's the T, it comes back with trade, is teamwork, because yes. again, for me, uh, a team, and that's why soft skills are so important as well, and we invest invest a lot in people in soft skills yes uh, be brutally honest tell the truth yes truth tellers yes exactly yes. and eat energy uh, for me and I'm, I'm, I keep repeating to everyone you don't have mm. to be a CEO you don't have to be a manager you can be a junior you can bring energy on the floor mm. everybody has to contribute and but we need to feel that f that energy yes. on the floor on everything we do such a big one. Again, I think the research coming out over the last few, uh, couple of years, especially since the pandemic, was a pen, as an accelerant, um, you know, overload, overwhelm, risk of burnout. So I think, you know, elite values is a great way of creating a really high performing, sustainable, inclusive team, really energized. I wanted to ask you, you know, there's a big war for talent right now. In fact, somebody said to me recently that the war for talent is over. Talent won. And uh, some really uh, interesting viewpoints on that, on talent. For talent listening to our interview today, um, thinking about joining Savvy Game Studios, tell me about some of the benefits uh, and some of the, you know, the great reasons to come join you and your team in uh, Riyadh. Yes. So there are many different reasons that I will say a benefit to join Savvy Game Studios. But the first one, and uh, again, the first 10, 15 uh, experts that joined us were all at the same, uh, at the same, uh, let's say, view yes. to the project. I mean, yes. how many times in your life you can start a, uh, a studio from scratch and being part of the, the foundation? I mean, because again, everybody owns one piece of this part if you are at the beginning. So yes. that's one of the big, big motivations. After that, you uh, working with, uh, I mean, being part of Sabi Games Group. Again, it's a broader vision. It's glo a really global vision and ambition. Ambition, yes. yes. I was looking at that yes. more. Uh, again, from Sabi Games Studio, we want to develop a game from Riyadh to the world. We want to tell story from Riyadh to the world. Yes. And we are going to develop global games. So we want to reach everyone. And what's it like living in Riyadh, specifically for talent listening today, thinking about joining your studio or wanting to um, come and talk to you guys? How, how long have you been living there now? Seven months. Yeah. Seven months. Yeah, tell me a bit about um, you know, what, what are some of the nice things uh, to live there? Yeah. So for me, I, was, uh, I went there without uh, knowing, uh, I mean, the, the country. Yes. Uh, I went once five years ago for a conference. Yes. And what struck me is the, the pace. I mean, everything is moving faster. I, I, I can draw a parallel with China when I was in China in 2006, where yes. I was in Shanghai and everything was building around the, the city. I'm building the city. Riyadh is the same. You have a lot of constructions. You have a lot of restaurants. You can find food from all around the world. Mm. People are very nice and they are so motivated. They're proud uh, yes. that the country wants to develop. Uh, they are proud uh, to to be able to join Sabi Game Studios, for example, because yes. they they have opportunities. And uh, for an expat living there, I think it's uh, it's an amazing uh, it's an amazing adventure. Yes. So if people, you need to 
Mm. I mean, you need to be able to get out of your comfort zone of when you arrive uh, not only uh, in Riyadh, but everywhere. I went when you start from scratch. You need to get out of your comfort zone. You need to try to meet people. Uh, People will not come automatically to you. If you are ready to do that, it's... uh, Again, it's a very nice uh, lifestyle um, and with a lot of motivation uh, behind uh, everything we do. And I know you've been scaling your team very uh, at pace and a a really uh, fantastic team, a global team. And what are some of the, uh, the different nationalities of the team that you have in place? So we have people from... uh, from Europe, uh, from Asia, uh, people from Canada, wow. um, and of course, uh, a big part of the team from Saudi Arabia, yes. because we want to help them and unleash uh, the potential there. Yes. But we'll have more nationalities. Um, we are speaking with people from uh, Latin America as well. So yes. Yes. And I remember when we, we spoke about uh, Ubisoft in Abu Dhabi, which you set up, um, you have how many different um, in the end you had I think was it over 20 different it was like the United Nations 28 28 yes you can't get more uh, diverse uh, and inclusive than that yes so let's square the circle here we're coming to um, the sort of final few moments of our time together today what else would you like uh, our audience to know about in terms of one Savvy Game Studios and two, your personal leadership philosophy. Yes. So Savvy Game Studios, again, aims to, to develop uh, AAA games, so quality games. Yes. Um, we want to, to reach a capacity of 200 people by the uh, tw- end of 2024. So we are want to scale fast. Yes. Again, we want to develop games from Riyadh to the world. So a global, we want to reach a global audience. So we need to understand the global audience. It's an international studio with international people. So that's what the message that uh, I want to pass. So anybody who wants to join us, uh, again, we want uh, motivation. We want soft skills. We can develop hard skills because, again, we invest in people uh, because what makes a company are people. That's uh, something we, uh, I mean, I know and I push for it. And in terms of my leadership uh, philosophy, I mean, we spoke about it, being close to the people. um, I know from uh, knowing you that uh, you really care about people, you care about individuals, you care about unlocking potential, you care about everybody being their best and boldest self at work. Yes, everybody's a hero and we need to unleash the hero of, uh, of our people. I love that. Yes. On that note... Yannick Thela, CEO of Savvy Game Studios. Thank you for uh, this great conversation today on the Hack the Future podcast. To change the game, we need to make game-changing moves. And I think we've seen a great example here today with Yannick. Thank you, Yannick. Thank you, Terence. Thank you, everyone.